Hello, it's Queen Shay. Hello, it's Mama Fifi. Thank you for joining us for our third episode of Unpacking My Past Talk Show. Today's topic is reflections. And we will be diving into everything that we've discussed for the past two episodes. Um, The loss of my parents mainly. And just reflecting on everything from anger to grief and loss, abandonment, lack of communication, and going a little bit over, you know, triggers as well. So, but first, let us introduce ourselves. I'm Queen Shay, filmmaker, creative being, and sickle cell advocate. Mama Fifi, you want to introduce yourself to the people? Yes, I'm Mama Fifi. I consider myself a servant and a healer of my community. I'm a sex coach certified, and I have a background in marriage and family therapy. Awesome. Okay, so before we get started, I'm going to always say this at the very beginning of each show, okay? So I am, it is my hopes to expand another's life and help them, you know, replace the bad with positive beneficial tips that others can carry. I am in no way intentionally trying to hurt anyone or assassinate anyone's character. I'm simply telling my own truth. Um, so let's, without further ado, let's just dive into what I'm unpacking today. The loss of my mom and dad. Okay. Now, um, it has been very difficult, you know, to go through this with you all. I mean, I know it sounds pretty easy (laughs) and in some ways I can tell, I know that you can tell that is a little difficult for me to talk about, but it's definitely necessary for me to reflect on my past traumas, you know, so that I can make a change for the better. And this show has truly shown me that healing is not easy (laughs) at all. (laughs) Yeah, but you've been doing great. Well, yeah, definitely. I feel like, you know, I mean, a lot of this stuff, I feel like I, to an extent, have worked on, but not worked out. It's two different things. You know what I mean? When you're working on something, you're really trying to get to the root of it. But working it out is literally, you know, unpacking it, right? So... It's a difference. It's a difference. Yeah, I get you. I understand totally. Yeah. You know, I've, I've, again, I've talked about my mother, why I don't trust men, my my anger issues, my daddy issues with, you know, just dealing with abandonment, um, and my triggers that stem from lack of communication. Again, none of these things were easy for me to discuss on air, but it was definitely necessary that I expose the rough and vulnerable parts of me. If I ever wanted to unpack them really and heal, this has definitely, you know, been 
therapeutic for me. I do feel better. I do feel like lighter. I feel lighter. Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, this is something is necessary for me to continue on this journey so that I can have fulfilling and healthy relationships in any capacity with any person, friends, you know, um, significant other. This is, this is something I have to do, you know, and I'm honestly proud of myself for having the courage to face this head on and evolve into what I want my life to look like. Wonderful, wonderful. So, like, this is Mama Fifi, so I'm going to ask you a few questions on this for reflection so the people can know uh, in detail what it is that you have definitely learned throughout these past two episodes. So let's start off with um, telling people about what have you learned or taken away about your anger. Okay, so <laughs> my anger was definitely, <clears throat> sorry, my anger was definitely a, a big problem for me growing up, and it seemed like when I was a kid that other people, you know, making fun of the fact that my mother and father passed away, they thought it was funny, they thought it was like, you know, ha ha, I got you, that I, I picked on the, the one the one part of you that is the the most painful right Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. in return I tried to you know inflict as much pain as possible on them to make them feel how I was feeling you know Mm -hmm. internally physically so Mm -hmm. you know it really but it and it, I was torn about it for a lot of my life because I know that my anger is something in the way that I would react in the way that I would fight. I know that's something that my parents would not want me to do. I know they didn't want me to react that way, you know. Um, and I wanted to make them proud, and I felt like I wasn't doing that by reacting and fighting and being angry and just letting everything build up until, you know, as they say, kaboom. (laughs) Um, But I have done so much work to get where I am today. And there's always room for improvement. But I just want to give myself a moment of victory. You know, for, for where I have been to where I am now is tremendously... I've done so well compared to, (laughs) you know. And, you know, what I've learned most from you, Mama Fifi, about dealing with my anger is to remember that I can't control others' you know, actions, you know. And I really, you know, I can't even control their reaction to when I do blow up on them. So the part that I most learned and need to work on more <laughs> but mm-hmm. I but I'm starting yeah. to really do is mm-hmm. to figure out what triggered me in the first place and work on it myself instead of projecting that pain or that anger onto someone else 
and trying to make them feel how I feel. Right. When you say during that time, you know, that was a little bit, you know, childish and that you if you would have known better, you would have did better. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, <laughs> and I, and you know, not just my, my grandmother was a great person, you know, but I didn't really have any like, um, repercussions for fighting the way that I did. Like I didn't get in trouble. I wasn't, you know, told like, no, that's not how you handle things. So, <laughs> you know, I just was like, well, I ain't getting in trouble. So I just go keep doing it. And I just did. And that was my life for too long, honestly. Too long. Yeah, because being a child is different from being an adult. And having those same behaviors act out in your adulthood yeah. is not good at all. It, it doesn't produce the same outcome as a child, right? right? Like a child innocent and fighting, you know, you'll get reprimanded or not or whatever and you move on. But as an adult, when you're dealing with your anger with another human adult, you know, it can get really serious. So I'm glad you have uh, learned some things about not reacting and you have a choice in it. Yes. And you know, it, and it mm-hmm. kind of reminds me, because when I was younger, um, I used to go to a sickle cell camp, right? It was it was very fun. And um, I couldn't get angry and react the way that I would at school or in the other place, which was a, a challenge for me. So I guess that's where I first started to really work on that anger because I couldn't, you know, because I was like at a place where I knew I wanted to have fun. And I, I just needed the the escape, right? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. you know, being in that environment where there were people who didn't necessarily vibe with my, my triggers. <laughs> Let's just put it like that. And I had to learn. That was, that was really the test for me. That there, I think, was what started me to believe and understand myself in the, in the capacity that I didn't have to react. I didn't have to be angry. But it seems, yeah, yeah, very good. But it seems like, you know, as you get older, and that's what I try to impart on people is that we can understand it in our brain, right? In our minds, rather. But it's the practical application of what we understand is that we have difficulties with. And so it sounds like now at this point, you know, and maybe you can tell the audience, like, what are some of the tools that you would use moving forward, being in any type of relationship that will stop you from reacting and getting into your anger? Like, how can you practically apply the lesson? So you first stop because, you know, when you're in that angry moment, you your mind, I know as for me, I'm going to, I'm going to answer for me. Of course. I'm in that. It's all about Queen Shay. (laughs) Right. So I'm in that, I'm in that, in that stage where, because I, I can, what they, you know, go to where they call blackout angry. And sometimes (laughs) like, 
It's either I don't remember what I've done or I don't remember what I've said, but I've caused a lot of damage to a person. Mm -hmm. And that part is dangerous, right? So before I even get to that point, which I haven't been in a very long time, I definitely have to stop Mm -hmm. and think and realize, you know, is this worth it? And realize, you know, come to like a clarity clarity moment where you're like, okay, now is this something that you're mad at because this of this person? Or is it something you're mad at because it reminds you of a trigger? So yeah, you decide for the truth. And if you can't decide at that very moment, you, you walk away. You walk yeah, away and say, you know what, I can't, I cannot deal with this right now. You know, and if you feel like it's an important enough thing or conversation to pick back up, you go and you reflect and you think about, you know, which one is it? You know, if, if you were triggered or if this person has really, truly, you know, disrespected you to the point where you're just that angry either way you're taking time to yourself to calm down you're reflecting and if you don't see a positive you know resolution coming out of it then what I would do is strongly suggest (laughs) you either write it out write it down um, to that person and just leave it or you write it out and you write it down and sometimes I mean I you probably wouldn't suggest it but I've I've handed letters off before. Oh yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm in total I am in total agreement with that because you know writing it down comes from the heart. You know what I mean? And yes. sometimes when you're in that person's face saying the words it don't come across no. um effectively. So I am totally in agreement with that. That is a perfect thing that you can do to you know maybe create a space that communication can come back. So very good. I think those are that's a good action plan. So why don't we move on? Okay. To the next thing right. that we uncovered in our um, episodes, and that is working with your grief and loss. How has that been for you? I mean, it's a it's a hill to climb. You know, um, honestly, I've been known to isolate myself. And, you know, as I said, I've been known to isolate myself, but I've found ways to mourn my mother by honoring her, you know, her death. Um, Mm -hmm. I I don't ever want her death to do the sickle cell anemia to be in vain. That's why, you know, as a warrior and advocate, I want people to understand the struggles and the pain that she had to endure as a patient, but also as a mother and as an abused woman who faced her own trials and tribulations. It wasn't until I became a mother myself that I realized 
the impact of having a child can have on your life and how it can make a difference in your fight to live and to survive while living with a deadly disease. You know? Yes. Oh my God, that was so powerful. <laughs> awesome. All right. Yeah. So you know, I just feel like she deserved a normal life, and you know, she was far from perfect, but she taught me love. She taught me kindness and perseverance. And, um, you know, as we approach her 23rd anniversary, which is on May 6th, um, and, you know, even though I, I was in therapy four years ago, it's only now that I'm unpacking my past for healing. So, I've, I, like I said before, I've gone through it. <laughs> You know, I've I've getting I've gotten through it, but I'm now it's time for me to get over it. Awesome. Um, so you know, as a result of the conversation that I did have in the past, I got to truly do what I love, and that's writing a a poetry video that I dedicated to my mother, you know, four yeah. years ago. And I did it from my heart and the words that I spoke in the poem were everything I was feeling about her death and more. You know, although I'm on this journey to heal, love, and live life, that's why I'm grateful. And to be honest, you know, to host this show, Unpacking My Past, because it's helped me to realize that I don't have to hold on to the pain. But the memories that were pleasurable to me, that that the great things that I went through, you know, all the amazing times that I had with my mother yeah. and my father, for that matter, you know. Yeah, and um, hold on to. it sounds like, you know, <clears throat> that you're choosing to remember the good things. Right. Exactly. And it's like it seems like your growth has been that even though there was some hard times and some bad times, it's like those are not the memories you are choosing today to remember. You're choosing to remember all the good things about your mom. Can you tell us some good things that you could remember about your father? Oh, yeah, definitely. One one for certain is that he always gave me whatever I wanted. I was very spoiled by him. So that's number one. Okay. <laughs> no, really. Like, it was times... Okay, I have this one story. It's so funny. It's a funny story, and it's a good memory, too, because I can think back on, you know, my dad would take me shopping. I need new clothes, shoes, whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, we went to the stores, and I seen these... I don't know what I was thinking type of shoes, right? They were like <laughs> pumps, platform, plumps, pumps. I don't even know what to call them. They were black and they were open toe. And <laughs> I liked them though. They were like. How old were you? They were everything to me. Um, I probably was like nine. If okay, I'm so that's why you didn't know. <laughs> right. So I was like, oh, these shoes are everything. Like this is like life right here. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I really wanted these shoes, and my dad was just looking like, "What 
you want what? <laughs> and I was just like, no, nah, I want these. I don't want the sneakers. I don't want none of this stuff. I want these shoes right here. He was like, then he tried to hit me with the, well, you know, they cost a little too much, like trying to, you know, make it. I was like, oh, we could go put everything else back. I want these right here. And he, he was just like, okay, um, get, get her the shoes. And, you know, he got the shoes. And we, I went, I was so proud, Mama Fifi. I was so happy. I was just so proud with my choice in mm-hmm. these shoes. And he just, he just hyped me up. He just let me be the proudest thing in the world about these shoes. And so we get back to my grandmother's house. (laughs) And she's like, what is this? He was like, oh, she wanted these. And he was, she was like, no, go take them. (laughs) And my little heart was like, what? You don't like them? They're amazing. Do you see this? And my dad was like, she like them. She, is she happy? Why don't you just let her be happy? I'm going to get her some other shoes, but let her be happy. Right, <laughs> right, like, right, right. <laughs> and now that I think, those shoes were so ugly. <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> they were terrible. But you, see, but you see how you laughing? You know, those are the yeah. type of energetic things, the positive energy, the endorphins you want to get stirring in your body you want to laugh a lot so that you know you don't have to live in the pain you know you Mm -hmm. want to be able to remember stories like that and laugh and create you know better memories because why now since they have gone on you know they'll always be with you you know what I mean and so you can Pull them up in your memory anytime you want and have these great memories. That was awesome. So this leads us to the next topic that we explored during our episodes of unpacking Queen Shay Pass. (laughs) So the next thing that you had to deal with um, was your abandonment issues, the problems that you had and how that all started, you know, with you and how you carried it on into your other relationships. Can you expound on that more, please? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, So my abandonment issues stemmed from when my father was supposed to pick me up one night um, to stay with him. However, um, he was unfortunately shot. That was the night that he got shot. And I didn't know at the time. So I felt like I was being stood up and it caused a lot of anxiety and a little bit of mm-hmm. resentment in that moment, wow. you know. I can I can I, I can't even imagine. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Mhm. You know, so that's why in my relationships with significant others or anybody for that matter, uh, when a person doesn't keep their word in terms of being on time, showing up and communicating, I'm triggered. I feel abandoned. Girl, it's like... <laughs> Wait a minute, it just got real. It just got real. It it's just like, got real. I, I feel that. I feel that. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, but you know, um, if there's a possibility of reconciliation within any relationship that I've had or that I've that I have, I would like to conduct my with other people 
you know, who are willing to work on their traumas and triggers just as much as I want to work out my own. So I want, you know, I, I just really want people who in my life, like, I know we all have traumas and triggers mm-hmm. and situations, but the key is to not run from them, not hide from them, to mm-hmm. accept and embrace them, acknowledge them so that you can work on them and change them. And those are the type of people that I want to have in my life because those are the type of people that understands that I'm working out my traumas and my triggers. Mm-hmm. And it, so it sounds like so it sounds like you're getting to a point where you love yourself enough to create a reserve so that if you are, you know, experiencing this feeling of abandonment you can talk about it. Like, you know, you just did something that made me feel, you know, abandoned or unimportant or left out. And I just want to check in to see if, if, if this is what you really meant by what you did, you know, or what you said. And you want that person to be able to be in a place where they love themselves and have enough reserve to be able to work it out with you, you know, and no love loss, like get, get back on track. You know, we jumped off track a little bit. Now let's jump back on track. And we both are willing to do that, you know? So that's the, sounds like a level of emotional maturity that you and the other person would have to have to be able to, to be able to meet each other in that that space, um, that sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you. Um, you know, that's that's really something that's important to me. And so far, so good. You know, I've been maintaining mm-hmm. really good friendships, and you know. <laughs> not so good in the relationship department, but honestly, I haven't tried. You know what I mean? Like, okay, I you're right. I don't think you, you can't say that. I don't think you, been, you're not in a relationship right now. So it's fair to say that, this, you know, you can set your intention to have this kind of relationship. Absolutely, yes. Absolutely. Okay, wonderful, wonderful. So moving right along. Um, now... Uh, we also talked about lack of communication. It came up within the abandonment issues, but I really want you to expound on like how it happens and, you know, what it does to you. And then, you know, how you would want communication to be moving forward. Okay, um, so the first time I can say that I experienced lack of communication was when I was around the age of 10. Okay. Sometimes it would be my dad's turn to come in, you know, pick me up for me to go over to his house. He would tell me a date and a time, but that date and time would come and go and no daddy. Wow. You know, I've heard so many children, you know, in my profession who experience this and they are truly hurt. So 
I I can't imagine, you know, this feeling, you know, because my dad, he was present, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have to experience that back and forth. But I'm hearing this and hearing you. And it's like, no, dad, I can't imagine what it did to you. So go ahead and continue. Okay. Um, it definitely frustrated me. This okay. was something that I, you know, I did not like <laughs> at all. <laughs> so I've discovered over the years as an adult, this kind of behavior that my dad displayed, if someone were to do that to me now, mm-hmm. it would be another trigger. So as a result, it it would often, you know, make me feel unimportant. What I've learned from this experiences that when I'm in a relationship I can simply choose not to react because if I react the communication breaks down and there's no resolution wonderful yeah so you know for my future endeavors with communication I've learned that I can take a breath stay in the present Ooh, that's a big one. <laughs> Staying in the present. <laughs> and remain calm. That is definitely that part. You know, stay in the present is fine. Like, that part is easy to, to compare mm-hmm. to the stay calm part. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I agree with you. You know, because sometimes our minds just take over. It feeds us all these negative thoughts and it's just a trigger and it's a down spiral. It's like dominoes. It's like this thought after this thought after this thought after this thought. What happened? They said it was going to be here. Okay. And you know what? And you know what? When I go negative and this is what I try to get people to understand and this is what I'm going to share with you, Queen Shay, is that why is the negative our first thought? Have you ever thought about that? Why is the negative thought the first thought? Why couldn't we have compassion that shows up first to say, well, maybe something happened, you know, and Mm -hmm. really be like concerned and worried for that person. Like the reason why they didn't text us or call us or show up when they were supposed to. Why do we jump straight negative right off the bat so easily? That's because we follow this trauma. We feel we, we're not fully um, have recovered and love ourselves enough to know our worth and to know our values. And we, we don't have to go there. So it's like it doesn't change who I am just because you cannot be responsible for your word. Mm. See, that's the other person's problem. That's their issue. That's something they have to work on and they have to work through because your word is your bond. And why why are you not keeping your word other than you had an accident or unfortunately, you know, something happened detrimentally, you know, that was detri- detrimental. Where's yeah. that my mouth? <laughs> no, I get but, it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, but then what we do to Queen Shay is then we hold that. We take that on what someone else is doing as if it belongs to us 
and add it to the baggage we already have. There we go. Put it in the suitcase. And- <laughs> okay. Now we weigh down <laughs> even more, right? Yeah. And so what it sounds like you have done that through this whole process is that you're learning how to compartmentalize. It's like, okay, this is my part. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to stay in the present. I'm going to remain calm. Why? Because I'm here. Mm-hmm. I, I'm here. And for whatever reason, that other person is not here. That's on them. And hopefully when they show up, they could be able to explain themselves and then it'll be all good. It doesn't have to mean that they didn't show up for me. So now I have to get into my wounded self and be triggered and feel like I'm unimportant or I've been abandoned, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. It's like, you know now that you love yourself and that things happen. Just said as simple as that. Mm-hmm. Things happen. Absolutely. Okay? And so then, wonderful. That is so awesome. Anything else you want to add before we move on? I mean, just, you know, adding to the whole word of Japan, like, <clears throat> I know that for me personally, I think that is one of the main reasons why I make sure that if I make a promise to someone, if I if I say I'm going to do something, nine times out of ten, <laughs> I'm going to do it. It's going to get done. There's not going to be a... Unless, like you said, something detrimental or something out of my control, I try my very best to not make it, you know, a a habit of not keeping my word. Because mm-hmm. that's all you got in this world. That's what I was told by my grandmother. You know, all you got in this world is your word. And if people can't awesome. take that, then what is what are you doing? Okay, so, you know, all of these things we've discussed tied in one with another. Mm -hmm. And like your abandonment and lack of communication caused you to have triggers. So at this point, I want you to just identify, you know, tell the audience how you identify your triggers and how you, once you identify them, how you cope with them. What kind of coping mechanisms you have. Okay. Um, well, me personally, when you have something that has offended you and continuously put you in a state of offense, right? Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, you feel offended to the point where your anger, your emotions are a little bit out of whack or out of control, mm-hmm. then it's probably a trigger. <laughs> it's probably, yeah, it's probably, probably a trigger, you know? I mean, because, you, you know, heart palpitation, yeah. your body's just firing all kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, You're drawing mm-hmm. conclusions that... You, you just don't realize, like, why am I thinking this way? You know, why am I reacting or why am I shutting down? Because it's two ways you can do, 
you know, you can react to a trigger. You can, um, you can react negatively mm-hmm. or you can shut down completely. Yeah. Know? Cause I've, I, with me, it's one or the other. So I definitely understand, you know, it's not always reacting with me. You don't always get, and what does that get you? What does that get you reacting at least to what? Reacting will definitely lead to more trauma. Let's start there. Because mm-hmm. then, you know, you're you're creating a negative memory or a negative interaction with someone that you will forever store into your suitcase until you unpack right. it. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and <laughs> right. And then it brings up those other emotions and feelings of anger, yeah. abandonment, isolation, yeah. like you say, poor relationship mm-hmm. skills and um, low self-esteem or self-worth. Right. Like, yeah. where is that? Where is the self-worth? Right. It triggers. Exactly. You know, because it's, def- it's definitely hard to. When you've been triggered, right, Mm -hmm. sometimes depending on how deep that trauma goes, Mm -hmm. you can turn into a totally different person or the worst version of yourself. And so you, of course, don't see yourself worth. You don't see, you know, you having love Mm -hmm. in whatever capacity because you are too busy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> reliving that trauma and creating more trauma on top of it. So, you know, it reminds me of that saying, you know, if you do not work on your scars, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you type of situation. You know, I, I don't know if I said it right, but that's pretty much the, you know, the overall meaning is if you don't work those things out, people who did not even cut you that that did not cause that trauma you're going to then bleed on them so you're right. going to make them that you're they're going to have a traumatic interaction with you which is something they're like okay wait a minute <laughs> and just like i said before <laughs> it just goes into that domino effect right yes absolutely um, you know, resolving those triggers um, can definitely lead to an overall healthier lifestyle. So, awesome. um, you know, again, identify th- what those triggers are for you personally. Yes, tell them, Queen Shay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and <laughs> what that trigger leads to. So I know that Lack of communication can do one or two things. I can shut down or I can react depending on where I'm at and how I feel about the person, right? So if you, if you realize, okay, you know what? I shut down and I really don't want to shut down. I don't want to, you know, just close this person out of my life completely, but I just don't know how. Well, right. say that to that person. Tell them that. Tell them and hopefully, you know, this person understands enough and values you enough to take what you're saying and work with you through that, you know? Exactly. So it's like you're saying, you're telling the people to say exactly what you are feeling. Why? Because people are not mind readers. Nope. Not 
sometimes women fall into that thinking that the man can read them out or they should automatically should know, know or I he hear statements know. like, well, he's grown. <laughs> he should know. Why should I tell him? Mm-hmm. He should know. No, people do not know. Men do not know. They want us to tell them. They want us to communicate. Why? Because they are responders. You know, just like the first responders going mm-hmm. on right now yeah. with this COVID-19. They are responders, Definitely. right? And yes. if you tell them, then they'll know what, what to do. They'll understand you better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, it ain't that they're going to take it in a way that, oh, don't tell me what to do. You know, be aggressive or anything like that. No, if they love you, they want you to communicate. They want you to tell them how you want to be treated. Because the way that they feel, yes, I said feel, Men have feelings. They do care for us. Yes, right? they do. That's you know? the thing. And okay. so they want to be expressive. They want to express it. So, and get it right, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. And, and it takes us being able to express it and tell them our love language, despite what they already come to the table with. You know, they want to understand, you know, Mm -hmm. and give you that, you know, that's that I, I, I totally agree that this is how men work with us, you know, Mm -hmm. those who are healed themselves and not in their own trauma. You know, right. that's the man that I'm talking about. Yeah, the so, ones that, that aren't healed and they're they're not even acknowledging their trauma. That's a whole different story. We're not That's a whole about, different story. We're, we're not, not going to keep it moving. <laughs> we're going to keep it rolling. So thank you, Queen Shay. You did awesome with your reflection. So this lead into your segment of answering or letting the people know about the questions that we imparted on the audience to answer from week one and week two so i'm gonna kick it over to you all right awesome yeah you know every every day every day (laughs) every episode (laughs) we ask these questions and i think that these are important questions to answer from people so we're going to just go over it a little bit you know um so, week so what one, was week one questions? Week one's question is, give me one quick second. <laughs> yes. All right. Week one's question tends to be, and will be, and has been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, guys. Um, it's one of those days. It really is. Okay, so week one's questions is, what memories or traits no longer benefit you? What would you take out of the suitcase? What are some takeaway tools you can use to replace the hurt, pain, etc.? So we had a answer to that question for the first week. And the answer is, I would take out the parts of me that hold me accountable for things I couldn't control. Also, the hurt caused by making decisions and choices of in, off emotions instead of wisdom. Anything 
having to do with these raggedy um, little boys, <laughs> <laughs> family pain and lacking self self love. All right. So that. So it seems like this person, you know, uh, is making a decision and making choices too. Right. Absolutely. You know, and it seemed like the choices that they really want to make is going to better them. Yes, absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very good. Awesome. Thank you for your response. Thank you so much. Okay. And then we have um, the discussion from last week's question. We have a couple answers from there as well. Okay, so great. So what was their question so the audience could remember? Yeah, I'm just going to go over the question really quick. Mm -hmm. If you were stranded on a desert island and you had with you, all you had with you was a suitcase filled with painful experiences from your past, what would the quality of your life be on that desert island? Do you think you would have what it takes to survive do you think you would have the capabilities to dig deep despite your fears and traumas to live a healthy lifestyle on that desert island? All right, so we have a couple of answers. Um, K-Moore's answer is, the quality of the island would become split by, ex by the experiences. On one side, I have the experiences that cause me to doubt myself not love myself, feel unworthy and hopeless, and things I was told I couldn't do. On the other side, it would be the things said and sent to break me by all the different people in my life, including family, friends, and medical staff that I concurred. And um, it also goes on, days that I thought I wouldn't make it, to the next I made it through. There awesome. <laughs> there are some past traumas and not so far back traumas that I feel I can't work through on my own. But I know these are experiences I have packed away. Those I feel at this stage in my life with everything else being on hold, this is a time to slowly start to heal those wounds. For the ones I can't heal, I need to pray, release, and replace with better times and thoughts. Which I is... like that. I like that. Very good. This is an action plan. Yes. He has a... Yes. Okay. Um, and it goes on to say, which is very hard for me. There is things in my past I feel I will always hurt, but I also need to forgive myself for crying at human times to cry. Mm. Right now, I want to say this. Is Kate Moore a male? He's a male? It's a, right? it's a woman. It's a woman. It's a woman? Okay. Well, you know, it's, it's okay to cry, whether you're male or female. Mm -hmm. It's okay to cry. Let it out. It's like crying is the healing to our soul, mm -hmm. right? So forgive myself for crying at a human time to cry. It's like... What's there to forgive? That's why you have tears. Mm -hmm. Tears are a confirmation that you are healing. Absolutely. Okay, remember that, Kate Moore. Thank you. Continue. Okay. Um, being that 
The desert island is deserted for myself personally would help me heal without fear or judgment or outside opinion, which is very stressful. Awesome. That's right. So it's a time to reflect. She will take that time being on that stranded, being on the island stranded alone Mm -hmm. to, you know, get into herself. Awesome. Absolutely. Um, And then we have these answer. In every painful experience, there is something to be learned. So I would take not the pain of the experiences, but the lessons learned from them and would undoubtedly be more than prepared for anything this island or anything else could throw at me. All right. Okay, now. So he's got this, uh, who is this now, D's? Is that a male or female? Uh, This is a male. Okay. So he's choosing, he's choosing. See, we got to realize this. He's making the choice to take what he had learned Mm -hmm. to be on this island, right? Absolutely. And so he's saying that the lessons learned from them and would undoubtedly be more than prepared for anything this island and anything else can throw at me. Awesome. Thank you, Dee. Thank you. All right. Okay, then we have a couple more, so bear with us. We have uh, Kay Gadlin's answer. Um, first of all, I have the choice of opening a suitcase or not. Okay? Mm-hmm. If I do not open it, I'll have the memories, but I won't have to deal with reliving the traumas over and over again. Mm-hmm. If I open the suitcase and deal with any traumas, I may be able to see my way out of getting off the island because some of my traumas and fears might be what is keeping me there. All oh. right. Okay, so if I can work through them and free up my mind to be more creative, then perhaps I would be on that I would not be on that stranded island for a long time. So she's saying here, you know, she can free herself up by dealing with it because mm-hmm. it may be the very thing that's keeping her there. Absolutely. All right. I, 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 can, I can definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then she goes on. Yes, I believe I could live on a desert island by myself because I love who I am. I would make friends with the animals like Dr. Doolittle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, Gatlin. (laughs) I will learn to meditate deeply and create a habitat that is conducive to the island and does not create any disharmony within nature. I will make it my home because I have my ancestors with me always. I know that I am never alone. Mm. How beautiful is that? That is awesome. Amazing. Okay. Okay, Kay. (laughs) Okay, we have in meets answer. If I was stranded on a desert island and all I had with me was a suitcase filled with with painful experiences from my past, the quality of my life on that desert island would be extraordinary because I would have the opportunity to unpack that suitcase. Now. Ooh. Get, well, get it to me. Get it to me. Okay. And, <laughs> analyze each trauma. Uncover the lesson. Ooh. Now. Well. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so take me to church today. Neat, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and release the experience to be cleansed by the surrounding water. Oh, can you just feel it? Uh, Didn't can, you just? I can that see that picture. You can see that water. Yes, I can see oh the unpacking um, of the suitcase, the water. Now. The beach is all sandy and clean. Yes, and just oh. using it to just cleanse. That yes. is so beautiful. Okay. okay. And then goes on to say, "I do not. I don't. I do think. Sorry, that I have what it takes to survive." As I have survived my past and I'm still here. Now. Ooh, okay. I believe my future <laughs> holds more progress. Awesome. I do think I would have the capabilities to dig deep despite my fears and traumas to live a healthy lifestyle on that desert island. I would use what I've learned, meditation, breathe work, and physical exercise to cultivate a positive mindset breath work yes oh my Ooh. god so these people have really laid it out here they really thought about this these questions i'm so grateful thank you to everyone who Appreciate have answered you. these questions so i'm going to lead the people with some more questions for next time okay all right all right. Um, as you heard, Queen, Queen Shay learned a lot from her past experiences and how they affected her. I want to know from you, how did Queen Shay's journey affect you? And what did you gain from Mama Fifi's feedback? Was there something that stuck out to you doing these reflections? Please let us know at www.unpackingmypast at gmail.com. And we will reveal your responses here on Z100thebeat.com. Yes. 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 So thank you all for joining. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you tremendously. And again, thank you for those of you who answered those questions. We Definitely appreciate that. We appreciate the interaction. Um, I mean, until next week, guys. We until next week. Mwah. Mwah. Peace out. Peace out. <laughs>